Blog Talk Radio. tuning in to Energy Awareness Radio. Being in the present moment, increasing your awareness, tuning into your intuition. Many of us do these things but tend to relate it more to the outer world. It's not just about having a gut feeling in the way you know when the phone is going to ring and who the caller is on the other end of the line. 
We can also use these tools to interpret our inner selves, to listen to our body signals so we can learn what is at the heart of our physical, emotional, and spiritual pain, and then begin overcoming blockages in those areas so we may move forward positively and without pain. This is T. Love, your host here at Energy Awareness Radio. I am a reconnective healing practitioner, certified vibrational sound therapist, and positive psychology practitioner at Quantum Wellness Center, my private practice, located in Sussex County, New Jersey, where Energy Awareness Radio streams to you live each and every week. Energy Awareness Radio is happy to be sponsored by Audible.com, a leading provider of spoken digital audio entertainment and information. Audible.com has more than 180,000 audiobooks and spoken word audio products to choose from, so you can listen whenever and wherever you want. Just download the title you prefer free of charge and start listening when you sign up for a 30-day trial at audibletrial.com slash energyawareness. That's audibletrial.com slash energyawareness. My guest, Tony Louisa Rivera, is a doctor of chiropractic, certified Rubenfeld synergist, author, animal lover, workshop facilitator, and founder of Intuition Mastery, a workshop series dedicated to the development of intuitive skills for access to inner wisdom. We're speaking with her about her latest book, The Propelled Heart, Moving from Injury to Insight. Welcome to the show, Tony. Thank you for joining us. How are you being? I am excellent today, and thank you so much for having me, T. It's such a pleasure to be here with you. Oh, well, thank you. It's actually a pleasure that you're on the show. <laughs> Your book <laughs> is its so amazing. First of all, it's a quick read. It's not that long, but it's filled with, oh, I mean, there's so much. You start out telling us your story, and, you know, I think people can resonate with certain parts of things within it. Parts of it are difficult to read, uh, but you understand it. So the way that you wrote so eloquently allows you to move forward and see, well, what's next, which sometimes is hard for people, but you, you managed to do that. So I'd like to start, if you would, by giving us, you know, a little bit of, of that, a part of the book so that people have an idea who have not yet read the book of what it is about, what your story is about. Is that okay? Oh, yes. I um, actually, when I began to write the book, I had planned on just the second part, the the more self-help guide part of the book, and in going through the process of really going into the right brain and 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 drawing from those feeling, that feeling self, that intuitive self, the my personal story wanted to be told and wanted to be shared. So there it is. That's the um, the first part of the book, the memoir part, and. The you know I I was a victim of childhood sexual abuse and I hate to use that word victim even I like to say I thrive after I, I I truly feel I have and I had forgotten and um, so the book starts with me really one of my first memories was being in the closet and um, making vows to myself about how I was going to live my life and um, be that lone island and it helped me survive. Uh, and also uh, drove me to being actually a very successful chiropractor and having a very, very uh, busy office. I used to see 70 people a day in Puerto Rico. And as I was seeing all those people, I began to see patterns that mental, emotional issues would actually create certain physical issues. And specific to the person, there were some themes, but very specific to the person, And so as I uh, looked for ways to address mental, emotional things for my clients, 
I found Rubenfeld Synergy Method and Alana Rubenfeld, the founder, and part of the requirements for the training was to actually receive the Rubenfeld Synergy Method uh, sessions. And that's when I discovered, oh, my goodness, I myself have mental, emotional issues um, hidden within my body that were crying out to be addressed. And um, actually, some people say, I don't want to go there. But, you know, our body will present to us what we need to heal fully. We don't have to go digging for things. What we need Uh to work with will emerge on its own. (laughs) Yeah. It does, in in very strange ways. And, you know, you said you don't like the word victim, and I work a lot with people who come in who are quote-unquote victims when they come in, and I'll say to them, can we can we say survivor? And they like that, you know, because mm-hmm. it, it, it you are a survivor, you know, and it doesn't put you in that victim mode. It's much more positive. So they oh, kind yeah. of like that. Yeah. Um, and we do all have those blocks, and we don't know when they're going to rear their ugly heads. But yours came up while you were actually doing the Rubenfeld Synergy. So you kind of are lucky because you got to have it and eliminate it. And we never really eliminate it, but you got to have it and and experience it and work with it, deal with it, whereas other people, yes. it just crops up in life. Right. And, you know, I think it was because I uh... – you know, was very. I've always been a kind of driven person, and I didn't realize that part of what was driving me was a need to prove that I was good. Uh, that right. kind of, when you hear the words, it does sound very young because the injury occurred when I was very young, and so that was in my cells that drive. I needed seventy people a day to tell me I was good to counteract mm-hmm. the voice in my head that was telling me I was bad. And, um, you know, when you hear that kind of language, very simple language, many times it is related to a young injury. And um, uh, so it was affecting me without, you know, I didn't need to remember it. It was in the cells. The body remembers everything. And so it was a driving force in making me become a workaholic and uh, really not having boundaries at all, Uh, taking more care of others than I did of myself. And through the discovery, thank goodness, of um, finding Rubenfeld Synergy and and having some wonderful practitioners in the beginning of my career with it that helped me to walk with it. You know, like you say, it doesn't, you know, your history is your history. It's not going to go away. But we can learn to walk with it and understand ourselves and heal in a way, and that's why the subtitle of the book, Moving from Injury to Insight, of I Truly Feel the Skills and the sensitivity I have now in my hands and in my heart and in my intuition is a result of me having to become so sensitive when I was younger. And so that injury has actually become a gift that I can give to others. Absolutely. Absolutely it's a gift. because it, But you turned it around to make it a gift. Not everyone does that, you know. Uh, not everyone can handle that. And it's probably not, whether it's their life journey or not, I don't know. But sometimes it's difficult for people to find the good and I'll tell people there's good in everything and some people just don't believe that there's good maybe not in the thing that did it but the outcome when you come through the other side there's always good right. there yes right. and and that and that's when the, I, the the journey 
Yeah, exactly. Right. And, you know, the only way to, uh, to get over something is to go through it. So you have to you absolutely have to go through these things in order to if you truly want to emerge on the other side and increase your awareness and not have the pains. Because, as you said, all of these things. And it's so funny because what you do, and, and I've had Dr. Brian Weiss on the show who is a uh, past life regressionist, you know, the father of past life regression, and all of these things, you can take care of them, but they manifest in your body, in pain, mm-hmm. physical pain. If you can figure that out, think of all the pain you can eliminate, you know? <laughs> right. Yeah. I, you know, it's interesting. I remember working with somebody years ago uh, that – Oh, you know, he kept saying, I want it to be okay. I want it to be okay. And it, and it just really struck me, you know, it'll never be okay that that person did that to you. Right. And you can be okay, you know. Yes. And that was really a turning point in realizing that, um, you know, we don't have to stay injured to prove that we were injured. Um, you know, so we can actually heal uh and i think that's a really big breakthrough to help people somehow get to the point where okay it'll never be okay that i was abused and i can be okay and move forward in my life so they're separating those two from each other yeah and that's really important and and yes absolutely because so many people will just say well you know now i'm aware and i'm aware that i was a victim and i'm aware that all these bad things happened to me And when you speak those words over and over again, you are not going through it. You are not getting over it. You are just reliving it over and cementing it more into your head that you have these issues and manifesting more physical issues and mental issues than than you should. So you can be, you can have that awareness and say, okay, I get it. But then you have to, at some point, like cut the cord and say, that's history. I can't change it. Right. Can't change it. Yeah, and move forward, and that's why the body is such a great guide, you know, because I think it really does, um, and I go into that in my book where I have the exercises after the chapters where if you really go into, instead of just saying it hurts, you know, how does it hurt, what's happening there, what do you see, how does your body present it to you, there's the guideline for what needs to be worked with in what way to move forward, you know, to leave whatever behind and, and um though it'll always, you know, be it's a part of who you are now, but how can you turn it into that insight? And that's where we want to help people move towards. I think in the work you're doing also, it's wonderful. Yeah, it's it's great to see people move forward and you know what, particularly at this point in time, right now with all the 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 strength of the energy from everything that's going on on the planet, everything that's going on in the cosmos, however you want to look at this, Everything, this, the energy is so, so strong right now. I see people making leaps and bounds much more quickly than I have ever seen before, you know, and they want to. Yes. They're driven to. Mm-hmm. It's a great time of healing, really. There's a lot of, uh, yes. it's almost like it won't stay down anymore. It's coming to the top. It's coming to the surface to be dealt with. And uh, the energy release and the, uh, the healing that can occur at this time is very quickened. Yes, exactly. That's the word. It absolutely is quickened. And if you're positive, it, it quickens more than it's quickening. <laughs> it, it can be exponential. It really can. <laughs> it's so true. I mean, I see in my practice those that are willing to 
you know, some people do come being a chiropractor. You know, I do get people that come specifically for physical injuries uh, that are interfering with their ability to work or function in their daily life. And when they're willing to go to that emotional uh, piece, that that old injury, whatever it is that is behind that creating that physical problem, even when there's a physical reason, like I fell down or I had a car accident or whatever, there's always something bound up in it. And if they're willing to go there, the healing can be virtually spontaneous um, if -hmm. there's willingness to go deep. Yes. And sometimes it's fascinating to see that people, they may not want to bring it up again, they've compartmentalized whatever it is, but then all of a sudden there's a trigger and something happens and it's brought up right full-fledged in front of their face and they have to deal with it and all of a sudden they're better and they're grateful because they realize, wow, if I had just done that sooner, you know, but (laughs) the timing has to be right too, you know, they have to be ready and willing to be able to to deal with it. And if they're not, they're not. So I think that plays into it as well. Yeah. Yeah. You can be uh, working on people for a while and then all of a sudden something just clicks right in that aha moment comes to them. Other people walk in the door and you never see them again. You know, it's like, okay, they're, they're fine. Right. Well, it's like you're saying that timing thing. You know, I think that we each have our own timing, and it's not right or wrong. It's just uh, right. when the timing's right, it's it, you're moved and willing to be moved, so that you know the, these issues emerge. And and uh, again, if we're willing to go there, um, it can happen. But it's that timing thing. Mm-hmm. It is yeah. important. Yeah. Yeah, we we think we have a plan and then we're shown something different. It's like, "Oh, okay, I'm not amused, but I'll go with it." You know. <laughs> <laughs> I know sometimes people, people will come once saying like, "Oh, for the Rubenfeld session where we go more into the emotional and and um how the body is storing, uh, you know, issues in your life and everything in the tissue." And they'll have something they want to they'll say, "Okay, I want to work on this today." But as we start going to the body and what and where the body's leading us, it might be something totally different. <laughs> like okay this is the key and your body knows better than your brain you know our intellect tries to figure things out and actually that's one of the quickest ways to block your intuition is to go into that figuring kind of beta brain wave i'm going to figure this out i'm going to think about it enough to understand it and we really need to let go and turn to that intuitive self which we all are intuitive and allow that to guide us, and there's where the insight and breakthrough comes from. Absolutely. I am, I'm a Capricorn, so I'm analytical. I research things to death, and I've had to learn, don't do that. It's not going to work for you, and it's hard sometimes because I get drawn to do that, but I've learned if you just let it go and not be so analytical, stop already. Things come to you quicker. You're able to fix things faster. You get more information, and your intuition just kicks in. It's your ego trying to tell you, no, we're going to do it you know, the right way. And it's like, no, that's not the right way. Go with your gut. <laughs> go with what you're being told. So, yeah, and we always have to work on it. No matter how good we think we get at it, there comes a day where you say, okay, today I know I am not using my intuition. I really need to get on board with this. It's kind of funny. I mean, I laugh a lot, but, you know. (laughs) Well, it's so true. And sometimes, you know, people that are analytical or, or uh, you know, very that kind of – uh, didactic, you know, they want to know. Doing a lot of research about, let's say you have a diagnosis or something's happening. If you do all that research, okay, and then satisfy that part of your uh, personality or character, and then, you know, it's, and then set it down 
and go for a walk in the woods or, you know, meditate a little longer or whatever that is that you do to tune into that intuitive side. And then all that information goes click, 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 and boom, there it is. Yes. (laughs) Just what you need to know emerges. Absolutely. And and, and you can heal quicker, too. You know? Absolutely, you can, and I and I oftentimes tell people, look, let me give you what happened to me, and then you tell me if this is going to work for you. And they'll look at me, and I'll say, I had to go to the doctor because I was having issues with uh, my menstrual cycle. Uh, it, ultimately, I had ovarian cancer, and I was like, okay, you're the oncologist, right? And he says, yeah. And I said, okay, then you're going to take care of it. And he said, yes. And I said, all right, good, because I have too much on my plate. I got to step away from the buffet. So I left. And he thought I went to the ladies' room, and that night I get a phone call, but I was out talking to his nurse and scheduling a surgery date, and, you know, this is what we're going to do. And I left. So I was done because he said he was going to take care of it. I gave it to him to take care of. Uh And that worked because I never had to have radiation or chemo. I just had the surgery, and I was done. I was like, yay, okay, that worked. You have to, like, let it go. And there are moments when you can do that easily. I was just like, I'm not dealing with this. This is not something that I expected to happen in my life, and, and I, I'm too busy. <laughs> just, I'm not doing it. So, you know, when somebody says they'll take it, you say, okay, well, thank you. You can take care of it. Here you go. Thank you very much, you know. And it just, it just kind of works. <laughs> but it's that kind of thing where you don't have to actually analyze everything. And I was not about to start going on you know, doing research, and, and I think I could go online at the time and, and do things to figure it out. I just wasn't going to do that because it's scary, and you get the wrong information, and then you're feeding yourself, which, as you say in your book, your cells have memory. They do, but people don't believe that. What you feed them, they will, they will do because you're giving them information. It's like a computer program. Give it new information, it will change. Yeah, well, it's really interesting that, you know, knowing that you're analytical, but in that situation, you were able to give it up. You know, you found a good person you could trust, and you were able to give it up and just say, okay, that's what I'm doing, you know? Right. Yeah. Right, but I also knew you can train your brain. You can change the neural pathways in your brain. You can train your body to yourselves to take on a new message because whatever you programmed them with, that you didn't even realize you programmed them with, and this is why you're having pain, you can change the program just like you can sit down and change your, your Facebook page or you can change your LinkedIn account or anything. You can change your profile. So go ahead and change your profile. And that, I think people, because of the time that we're in again, they get that analogy. Right. And I think it's so true that the time, uh, one of the things you just mentioned a moment ago, the time to overanalyze is really over. You know, that that used to be a, a stage we needed to go through. But really, like now, when we go straight to the body and listen to what it is, what it's saying, it can be so simple. And the body talks in such simple language. Um, like if um, instead of just, you know, my knee hurts, is is it pinching, is it squeezing, is it pressured? And then by just getting that message, okay, I know you're feeling pinched right now. And even in saying that simple sentence to your knee that's pinching, many times you'll get the insight into what is pinching you in your life. You don't have to overanalyze. It's very simple. It's right there in front of you, what's pinching you, um, and then deal, do something about it, you know, change it. It's in our hands, just like you're saying, to to adapt things, and uh, we just merely need to be aware of them and not go into this lengthy, long thing. I mean, if you need to remember something from the past, it will come up. You don't need to go looking for it. 
It can right. be something from the past. It can be something from now. But our body will let us know. We don't have to figure it out. It already knows. <laughs> yes. And our bodies know how to heal. Our bodies know what to do. They know how to heal. We just need to give them a little bit of a nudge. We just need to acknowledge that, you know, okay, now my body knows what it's doing and I need to just take it upon myself to listen to it and respond. So it's our body giving us a message and us responding back. That's where the healing is. That's it. Because always, no matter what kind of treatment or what we decide to do in our own life, it is always the body and that electrical energy, that that life force energy that's in our body that heals the body, whether it be you chose uh, acupuncture, chiropractic, or, you know, I'm going to take this medicine. Um, we need to allow the body to do its work, and it is always the body that heals. I mean, even in the case of, like, the surgery, you needed to have the surgery to get that out you know, right? right. The, the cancer out yep. of you. And then your body says, thank you, and it heals. <laughs> That's exactly what happened. I mean, it was amazing. You know, it was like, okay, I'm done. You know, I mean, I, I walked out of the hospital the next day, 28 hours later, you know, and I walked out. They didn't even give me a wheelchair because they said, oh, look, she can walk. And I thought, seriously, isn't it illegal to not? But I was like, I'm done. I need to go home. I'll, I'll heal better at home. <laughs> so, you know, hospitals are germy. I don't like them. <laughs> well, it's also, you know, just a testament to how ready you were to let that go, you know, that it was discovered, it was the time to let it go, and you were ready for that. Yeah, nope. let's just move on, you know. Um, now, your book, okay, when I first received it, The Propelled Heart, I was like, oh, this is going to be a really, you know, nice little book because <laughs> it's The Propelled Heart. And I'm thinking in terms of you know, something different than what it absolutely is. And, and when you read it, it is so significant because you can learn so much just from what you went through and how you shifted things around. It's almost like, look, if this person can do it, anybody can do it because you, you went through a lot. So how did you come up with that name, The Propelled Heart? It really is very striking. Oh, well, thank you. I, one of my spiritual teachers used that term to describe a time in a person's life when they're ready to move forward and learn from the relationships, the experiences, the life situations, and grow and um, spiritually and in all ways. So the propelled heart, it just struck me as I started uh, writing, you know, as I say that the second part of the book really was coming first, and then the first part of the book, the memoir, and I said, you know, it is all about the propelled heart because it's about a person learning from their life and moving from their injuries to their insights, not staying sitting, as you were mentioning earlier, staying in the, you know, why me, and that that's a phase, yes. And then you have to move. So the propelled heart moves forward, and I said that's the perfect name, and um, the cover is actually art by a friend of mine that does spiritual art here in, in Santa Fe, New Mexico, Carl Schumann, and I have that hanging on my wall. I've had it on the wall for about 20 years, and when I thought of the title, I said, that's it. I'm putting the, the heart with wings <laughs> on the cover. Absolutely. So you had this in your office well before the book was written or even thought about to be born. Yes, this, and this, it's... Oh, my goodness. It's, yeah, it's called The uh, Wings of the Soul, uh, the piece. And then, uh, like I say, I um, was reading some things by my teacher, and I said, the propelled heart, that's it, that's it. 
And, um, you know, some people have thought initially it's all about, you know, love and things like that. Mm-hmm. And, and really, I guess at the base it is love because it's self-love and, and love of your life and love of uh, valuing your own worth and and um, knowing that life is here to teach us as we're here to have experiences and propelled, move forward and open your heart. And that's what I've yeah. tried to do and hopefully help others do the same. Yeah, I absolutely think you nailed it because it, it does do that. It, it, You know, you do think when I first got it, I thought, oh, this is going to be about love, you know, and it wasn't. I mean, it is when you go, when you read it, you realize this is about love, but not the not the way that you think when you first pick up the book. You think it's going to be light and airy and everything's wonderful, you know, not that it's a fairy tale thing, but it's, you know, you're thinking, oh, yeah, this is going to be fun. And then you read it and you realize, <laughs> okay, it actually is. It's a different kind. It's the self-love, as you said. It's being able to find your strength and find your authentic, your authentic self and pull yourself up and do it. And that's the greatest love because if you can't do that for you, you know, and you can't love you, you can't expect anybody else to love you. And that's hard for people to digest sometimes, you know. So, right. um, yeah. Yeah, we can help each other, but we really have to have that. Each of us find that strength within to the true healing comes from like you say pulling pulling yourself up opening your own heart and loving yourself and allowing you know so many times i was just speaking to a group the other day and you know sometimes we have to let ourselves get better you know there's so much of this um you know i have to suffer so you know how bad how hurt i am and i'm going to stay in that suffering so that you know how hurt i am well that doesn't do anybody any good you know <laughs> and uh, we have to be ready to open the heart and heal and and move forward leave that pain yeah cuz all you're really doing is hurting yourself more because the other person listens and walks away and it's over you've done nothing to that person they've just you know if anything sometimes you set up a block and people start to back away because they don't want that negativity they don't want that energy and they think okay that this person's a little too much i'm hearing it over and over and over and over and over again they need to get past it and you know sometimes it does come to that so when you do things like that that negative self talk you're only hurting you more you know and who wants to do that i mean i personally do not like pain <laughs> You know, I just don't. <laughs> yeah, I don't think anybody does. But it's that funny kind of twisted thing, you know. Uh, like I say, you know, people want to prove how bad it is. And it's like, okay, I believe you. Now let's shift. <laughs> let's move. Exactly. What can we do, you know? And, yeah. Uh, yeah. And, uh, you know, there is insight in every injury. You know, it is part of the human condition to experience wounding. And um, it comes in many forms, you know, Um we and I believe that we're we're here walking on the earth in human bodies uh, to have experiences, and those experiences are meant to stimulate growth uh, spiritually, mentally, emotionally, uh, physically, and that's what we're here for. So by being a willing participant in that growth, we can really hasten the process, as we were saying earlier. Yeah. Yeah, and it's. When we do it for ourselves, our energy turns in such a way that it affects other people too. So you actually are helping other people when you're helping yourself, but you're also hurting other people when you're not helping yourself. So, you know, your energy goes out there. Energy is malleable, it's pliable, and it affects everyone you, you're near. So, you know, you want to keep it good for you and, and help other people as well. Ugh. We are speaking with Tony Louisa Rivera, author of The Propelled Heart. To learn more, please visit her website, www.tony, T-O-N-I, Louisa, L-U-I-S-A, Rivera, R-I-V-E-R-A.com. So go ahead and write that down now so that you can check it out after the show. 
the uh, one of the things in the book that I, I loved the way it was worded is the wisdom of the body, the body wisdom and how disease has wisdom, because I will oftentimes tell people, you know, learn from this. You know, you, you have much to learn. It's teaching you something. But I've never I don't think I've ever used the word wisdom of disease. Mm. And I loved that. Do you want to speak to that for a couple of minutes? Yes, I have found in working with others and and myself, of course, that there is a wisdom. It's like when a disease process has actually developed, so it's more than just a discomfort somewhere or some kind of symptom. There's actually been a disease process that can be identified and diagnosed. It is that the body has been not heard. Some message has not been received. Something's not been happening, and it will get full-blown. And I advise people to look at what is the normal function of whatever uh, organ or system of the body that's affected. And very simply, you know, uh, the, the lungs bring life-giving air, oxygen to the body. Okay, and then what is the disease that's, um, what's the most simple description of, of the disease or what's wrong? Um, you know, asthma is really interesting. People talk about, you know, you can't breathe in, but actually you can't breathe out enough. You can't breathe out enough carbon dioxide to allow new fresh oxygen in. And so when you look at not wanting to get rid of the toxins, not wanting to get rid of the old that doesn't work, you know, and then you start looking at your life in that way, there's the wisdom of this disease that's happening, helping you to identify this is where really energy blocks, if we go down to the to the base of it. It's something about the way you operate in your life, in your world. And um, the disease is trying to give you the clue of what it is you need to focus in on. So uh, there's that wisdom that the body um, is portraying or making physical uh, that which started as an energy, a thought pattern, a way of being in the world has now become completely material, materialized as a disease and there's the wisdom of it telling you right there what needs to be addressed and now because the disease has been identified and um, it, it will no longer ignore being addressed. Yes, so. and as you say in your book, the body is speaking through sensation. So if you, if you have a sensation, it goes away, okay. But if you constantly have the same sensation over and over again, you really need to check into it and not just take an Advil or, you know, whatever it is that you think, oh, okay, well, it's because I do this. It might be more. Exactly. exactly. And that is, you know, so many times it happens in my practice that people will come with some problem and I'll say, well, you know, how long has this been going on? Well, gee, it started maybe 30 years ago. It used to just hurt every <laughs> once in a while and then just start getting more frequent. I'll say, gee, 30 years. No wonder it hurts all the time and you can't sleep, you know. Mm-hmm. So, um, you know, and then, again, usually if we leave things long enough, it starts to become a disease process of some kind or some kind of a um, an injury to the actual tissue and the, and the body screaming for attention. Like uh, the founder of Network Chiropractic, uh, Donald Epstein, he said one of my favorite quotes of his is, um, if we must listen to our body's whispers, so we don't have to endure its screams. And, Very true. Uh, that's that's a truth that 
is, you know, right there in our face. <laughs> yeah, it really is. It's huge, you know. Um, I, I do like the exercises that you have in your book. There are so many things that people can use here to help them, and that that is in the second part of the book. And, uh, you know, yes. like the value of self and respect and you, those two, I don't know if you did these in order, but it certainly seemed to flow like you were putting them in, in proper order. It was proper order for me. <laughs> Let's just put it that way. It made sense to me to flow this way. So I'm sure there was a reason for it. <laughs> but the, the value of self is a tough one because people don't really give themselves value. They just keep doing and doing and doing, thinking that this is proving a value when in actuality it, it probably isn't. Right. There's something about that, you know, even – as a someone who works with other people, you know, uh, people will say, well, you know, you need to take care of yourself so that you can take care of other people. And, uh, you know, you can help more people if you help yourself first. And I'm like, wait a minute. I, it finally, it was dawning on me in this uh, healing process of mine and towards really uh, in the time I was really preparing to write the book that I am taking care of myself because I'm worth it. You know, I have mm-hmm. value. And uh, that was really a shift in me that started to, you know, it's not so I can take care of other people more. No, I, I have a value in myself and, and um, I deserve it. And there, there's a big shift in that frame of thinking when you go there, you know. And that's why I wanted to include both of those, the, the value and self-worth, because when we do value our own opinion and our own uniqueness, we're more willing to show up 100%. And who doesn't love that, you know, but someone who is showing up fully present and alive. And uh, we can interact with others and have a creative collaboration and really shine. You know, there'll never be another me and there'll never be another you. And it's time to let the cat out of the bag, if you will. You know, let that light shine and... um, let the world experience your your full expression, and uh, we we want to invite that. Yes, and the the one that followed that is the uh, the self respect uh, respect of self and other, and the exercise assessment of self respect and respect of others. I love the line of questioning <laughs> because it's so good. It's I mean it's so good because you can tell people. You know, you have to think about this and see what did you do? How did you do that? Right. Did, did you do something wrong? Do you, have thing, do you have to have things your way? Do you get frustrated right. with the other person or with how, how they're treating you? Do you have to have control? That right now, I see that as a huge issue right now. People oh. need control. Yeah, you do too, don't you? <laughs> I do. And you know, that's why when I was going into that I said, okay, I really wanted to put exercises after every thought or, you know, discussion topic. And I was like, this is it. This is a perfect situation when you're trying to work with others. And so for those listening that when you are doing a project or working with others, how, you know, do you stay back even though you know or do you take over whether you know or not? I mean, you know, you start to look at how you interact with other people. And um, this will really tell you of do you have respect for yourself and do you have respect for other people? And um, it's very interesting to look at that, you know, that group interaction. It's very telling. You know, even even if it's a group of two, <laughs> it doesn't have to be a big group. No, it can just true. be in, 
yeah, within a relationship where, you know, something goes awry, it, it, what it boils down to for me is, okay, if you're judging someone else and comparing yourself to that person and then jealousy kicks in, that's when control kicks in. It's not that because if, if like I've had people say to me, can you do this for me? And it will be something I sew, okay? And I'll say, yeah, sure, and I'll, I can do it in five minutes where it might take them five days because they've never done it before. Why wouldn't I do that for them? Okay, now if somebody says to me, you know, T, we need to do something with social media, it's like, yeah, go ahead and do it because I don't have a clue and I don't care. <laughs> Just take care <laughs> of it. You have to have that trust in the other person to do it. And you have to know that if somebody's stepping up and doing something, they're doing it for a reason, and it may not necessarily be control. If you're starting to feel like, well, I'm mad that they did that, it ticks me off, um, I want control, I'm not happy that they're in the position they're in, whatever it is, it's really not about them. It's about you. Right. And so, yeah, these questions, they're so pertinent. It can, it can open up a lot to another person. It, it can be hard to admit because I could see, I mean, I can think of people and think, okay, they're going to be really hard with, you know, it, it, do you have to have things your way? There are people who will say no to that. But I will look at them and I'll think, okay, let me give you examples that you've given me about stuff you've done, and now you tell me how you're going to answer that question. And sometimes this, you know, it can go on forever. What do you mean you don't think you, you're in control? You told me this, this, and this, and you were taking control. And they don't get it, but I love that this is here because they can answer it on their own instead of being accountable to somebody else, which is hard. It's hard to admit to people that you're wrong. But once you do that, it's a release. It is. And one of the greatest things we can do, I think, in this world is to get to know ourselves. And we really see ourselves in our interaction with others. And, um, you know, it is uh, interesting to look at, like, if the same life situation keeps reoccurring or you're always in the same situation, there's something going on with, you know, if you're the only common denominator, <laughs> then right. there's something happening with you that is evoking or bringing these things into your life, you know. So looking at how do I behave with others, how do I respond, you know, and asking yourself the questions like you're saying instead of, uh you know, when somebody else tells us something, we don't want to hear it. We just push it away. But if we can look inside ourselves and be honest, uh, we can have those answers and make changes. If we don't like it, change it, and we can. Um, so that's giving the taking the power back, I think, really into our own lives. But we have to be honest with ourselves. And, that's um, key. Yes. Yeah. That that that's is it. the key. And I love I love the phrase um, whatever the common denominator is. I say that a lot. I'll say to people, well, who's the common denominator here? Because every story you told me had you in it, but not the other people. Nobody was ever <laughs> in, you know, the other people weren't in the story, but you were, you were, you were, you know, and people don't want to do this with you and they're acting this way with you and they're doing this and it's happening three or four times and you find that, you know, you have to, people are pushing away from you for some reason. You're the common denominator and you got to own that and see what it is. And that right. can and, be difficult. Yeah. It can yeah. be very difficult. It can be very difficult, and I think it does take some um, ability to introspect, but it is life trying to teach us something. You know, it really is, and that's why also, too, I looking at all those aspects of ourselves, you know, our body speaks to us, our recurring emotions. You know, if I'm always feeling hurt, if I'm always feeling like people are taking advantage of me, what is it in me that is, there to be hurt you know what what's that what's happening and we need to hence you know asking those questions and having the exercises so people have it in their own hands to really look 
at what's happening around them, but inside. What's happening inside? And that's where it all comes from, you know? All of yeah, what's step, happening to us is inside. Step up and, and, and be, if you want to really be the authentic person you are and know who you are and do find your purpose, and this is difficult for people too. I don't know what my purpose is. I want to find my purpose. Why am I here? I may as well not be here. You know what? The only way you're going to find it is by being honest with yourself and asking the questions and seeing why these things are being drawn to you because you're drawing them. You're the magnet. You're drawing everything to you. And as you see things, other people are the mirror image. So if you see something in someone else that you do not like, there's really only two reasons for it. The first reason is, you know, it's ticking you off probably because it's something you do and within you, you recognize it and you don't like it. Or it's ticking you off because they're doing something admirable. You wish that you could do it and you're a little bit jealous about it and want to do it. <laughs> right. There's really, you know, so it's true, true right? Yeah. Right. It's just, it's, I and I always ask people too, like, what you know, when when people feel kind of lost, it's like, well, what makes you happy? Notice, I mean, even down to what darn commercials make you laugh or cry, you know, and get to know yourself. What moves you, and then and looking to include that in your life, and there's where you're going to find your guide to your purpose, or uh, you know, what's important to you. And so many nowadays are so distracted with. Uh, you know, life can be so big or they feel like they have to do, you know, the, the poor kids in high school and they're saying, well, you know, you can't get a job in that field because that's saturated. You need to, you know, look over here. But the guide has to be the heart. What was that, um, you know, about follow your bliss, you know? Um, yeah. We really need to listen to the heart. Yes, because no matter how crowded a field is, no matter how many McDonald's and Burger Kings they put up, they're all making money. There's enough for everybody. It's just if it's your path, you will be successful. If it's what you're meant to do, you will be able to do it. As you go through, though, we are constantly in a state of becoming something. You know, we never get there. We never get to the end. The end is die. Right. But, we, you know, and, and then we're even becoming. We're becoming into a higher form, a, a higher status of, of you know, being. Uh, we're not in the physical form anymore. So you're always evolving and coming into this becoming something else, learning to become something. So take it and do it and see how far it goes. And when you get to the end of the, the road and it says dead end, turn around, go back and take another, you know, recalculating, recalculating. <laughs> you know? It's true, you know, because as we go along, uh, there's, you know, if you're meant to do something, it doesn't matter how many others are doing it because each of us is so unique. You know, it's when we're not following our heart, we're just doing something rote uh, that it, it's not alive, so we don't thrive. But when we find our true heart's calling, our uniqueness makes that unique, and you'll call those to you that you're meant to do it with. And uh, there's that resonance that happens, and, and magic happens in life, you know. People need to find that or allow it to be there, you know. Allow yes, to life is there. totally magical, totally, totally magical. It's um, if you, as you said, if you allow it to be, and if you recognize, you know, going out in nature, just grounding yourself, you know, earthing. This is such a good thing to do because that's what we are. You know, we are part of the earth, and and so it feels good to connect to her. She allows us to be here. Gaia is great. She doesn't shake us off like fleas. You know, she says, okay, I'll let you do whatever you want. Uh, you know, she's she's actually very patient and kind and caring, and, and we're doing horrible things. Uh, you know, one of the, the other chapter that I thought was in right now and kind of follows with this line of, 
discussion is the healing wounds of betrayal. And a lot of people feel like they've been betrayed by someone. But when you when they talk to me and tell me what's going on, I'll think, okay, I have to gently tell this person that they kind of didn't betray you. You did things that now they're saying, I don't want you near me because of the way that you act, the way that you speak to them, the way that you treat them. There's a that sense of entitlement that everybody talks about and the holier-than-thou attitude that people have. It's prevalent. At least it is here on the East Coast. I don't know what you're seeing. Yes, it is prevalent. And, you know, betrayal is such a tricky one, you know, and it's so deep. And many times when betrayal has happened somewhere along the lines, then we begin betraying ourselves. And in that way of betraying ourselves, uh, we we see it everywhere around us, but it's actually we're we're doing it to ourselves, and uh, it's it's a tricky it's a tricky one because it's so hurtful, and we need really need to look if especially if it's reoccurring and reoccurring, there's some kind of self betrayal that's allowing that to to reoccur in our lives, and taking that responsibility to, to change our situation, to change things, to to refuse it, you know, to refuse to cooperate with it. You know, um, yeah. the self-betrayal so is probably the hardest to recognize because you don't want to be it. So you want to find somebody else. There's got to be a scapegoat. It can't be me. <laughs> you know, that's that attitude. Right. Exactly. Yeah. And yet all of these exercises that are in the book, in the second half of the book, they speak to all of these things. They speak to respect and they speak to betrayal and, and how you can do things to truly get through I look at it in a very quick way, and as we talked about earlier, it's quickening anyway. So if you do use these tools that are in this book, it's going to be even quicker. Be honest. Do it yourself. Be honest and realize where you are and where you stand in life with yourself, with other people, how you're treating them, and what it is that you're feeling from them. It can help you with all of your health issues, whatever is going on, and mental issues. There's so much we can do for ourselves, and, you know, so much today where, you know, people want to get busy with, I got to work, I got to do this, I got to, you know, do this and that for my kids or whatever it is, and um, want other people to to take the responsibility, but or just say, I can't do it at all. But we, there's so much we can do for ourselves, and, you know, hence the the book. And I, and I wanted to say that on my website at that com, I have a free chapter from the book. It's one of the most powerful there with getting started with listening to your body. And um, I'm starting to have the M- free MP3 downloads on the website. I have the first two, and there's 17 exercises, and I finally got myself a good microphone so that I can get all the exercises up there for free on my website because I really want to help people to start to um, step up and work with themselves, you know. This this is the beginning of our taking responsibility, and that self-healing is right within us. So that's my guess. And the fact that you have these on the website makes it easier because sometimes when you're reading and trying to do, it's hard. You know, you're it's reading hard and trying to read to the book, yeah. yeah. Yeah, it's hard so, to read the book, yeah. and then you get all relaxed, and you have to sit up and read what the next line is. <laughs> right. <laughs> it kind of messes it up. So this is a really good opportunity. Go to the website and check it out. I can't believe we're very close to the top of the hour now, Tony. So I was just going to ask you if you'd tell our listeners more about you and where they can buy your book. But go ahead. Where can they buy your book? 
Well, the book, The Propelled Heart, Moving from Injury to Insight, that's available right now on Amazon as a ebook or a paperback. And uh, then on the website is the, uh, the free chapter for you to check it out and those MP3 downloads. Then also I am uh, launching my workshop series on how to develop your intuitive skills because it's like a muscle. And there are exercises that can help you identify your own unique intuitive signature, I call it, and uh, to learn the unique applications for your life. And so that information is on the website, too, about the Intuition Mastery Series. Which is great. I mean, it's a... Louisa Rivera, and it's spelled on the on the um, on the show. So it's T O N I L U I S A R I V E R A dot com. Check it out. Seriously, check it out. There's so much stuff. There's a plethora of information, and it's all good stuff. And you won't have to read the things to do them. You'll actually be able to get more out of it because you'll be hearing it. This is wonderful. Thank you so much for joining us, and taking time to be here. I really appreciate your efforts and and, and being here this evening. I thought it was wonderful. Thank you so much. Thank you. It's been great to be here with you. Thank you. So, listeners, we need you to spread the word. We know you enjoy what you hear on Energy Awareness Radio, so please share it with your friends. We live in a very challenging and constantly changing world, and that's why I have the guests that I do, to keep you apprised so you won't get lost in the dross of life. We need to stay aware so we can navigate easily and live the life we're meant to live, productively, healthfully, and purposefully. This is where you find the tools to do just that. So send the link for this show to everyone you know and let them have the same opportunity that you just had so they may learn and grow and make the world a better place for all. On behalf of everyone here at Energy Awareness Radio, I'd like to thank all of our listeners for tuning in. My name is T. Love, and I hope you'll be back next week for another great show here at Energy Awareness Radio. For more information about me, please visit my website, quantumwellness.org. You'll find an archive list of past shows, the lineup for upcoming shows, as well as information about other upcoming events I'll be hosting, including my Quartz Crystal Singing Bowl concerts and Labyrinth Walks. Don't forget to follow me on Twitter at NRG Aware Radio. That's at NRG Aware Radio. I am your host, T-Love, here at Energy Awareness Radio, intending you and yours a most wonderful week. Remember, living from your heart is quite easy. You need only give thanks to do so. Take care and stay well. I got a roof over my head I got a warm place to sleep So that's my life wake up Instead of sheep I got a When I remember how
It's not a hand. 